Hi, Rav Judy here with Masechet Ediot, Parakei, Mishnah Gimel, dedicated towards the merit of a complete recovery for Tova Miriam Bat Devorah Mindel. Continuing on with Rabbi Shmuel's uh, testimony now as to a number of things that Beit Shammai was lenient on and Beit Hillel was machmir on. The truth is, in most things, we know Beit Hillel was the lenient one, but we have this extensive list. There were many, many debates between them, and this extensive list. So here comes Rabbi Shmuel's list of three more that were not yet mentioned. The first is Kohelet. Kohelet is, I think it's called Ecclesiastes in English. It's the book that we read on Sukkot. Is written by Shlomo Melech. It comes off as rather dour and serious. It has a lot to teach, even in that state, and it may actually be a more uh, upbeat book than people realize, but uh, enough of the plug for Kohelet. Kohelet inu The question is whether touching a scroll with Kohelet on it would make one's hands tame. The idea here is that all Tanakh books, they used to be written on scrolls. Those scrolls were stored in a, in a safekeeping place, Truma bread was also placed there because it's also holy. And the bread would draw mice, and then the mice would make the bread and the, uh, and the scrolls tame. So there's a general assumption that if one touches a Tanakh scroll, at least back in the day, that that scroll makes your hands tame, and you need to wash your hands before you would eat any truma or other holy things, korbanot, etc. So the question, though, is, is Kohelet included in Tanakh? Beishamai says, no. Good safer, not part of Tanakh. It's not considered a holy part of the canon. A holy, both W H O L L Y as well as H O L Y. It is not holy. It is not a holy book. That is, it is therefore not part of the whole canon. That having been said, Pesachim says no. Behilo says yes. It is. Second, if you have, um, if, if a person becomes tummy mate, so we take some of the ashes, the red heifer, we mix it with water, and we sprinkle it on them, and the person who does the sprinkling and the water until then makes the person who touches it tame. That's one of the odd oddities of the chok, of the uh, difficult to understand mitzvah of the red heifer. Um, once the water is put on the person who's tame, it makes them tahor. Now, what if that water now drips off of them onto something or someone? Is it in the status it was before it was sprinkled onto them where it makes people tameh, or because it made them tahor, is that water now tahor water? So Beit Shammai says it's tahor. Behil says, nope, it's the same as all the other water. It only makes the person who was tameh tahor, but the water itself makes anything tahor into something tameh. Finally, ketzach. Ketzach is translated as some sort of black cumin. It's a, it's a spice. But it's not a spice that one would eat as the, on its own. So is it a food? Beit Shammai says it's tahor. It's not really a food. And as we know, for something to be subject to tomah, it has to be useful or foodstuff or something like that. It's not a food. It's maybe an ingredient at best. Beit says, no, it's put into food. It's therefore a food. The same rule applies. Do you have to tithe it if you're growing black cumin? Well, if you say it's not a food, you don't need to tithe it. If you say it is a food, then you do.